Okay, bucking over episode 52. Entering today, daily overs 23, 30, and 3. Season win total at 24 out of 65. Game 3, Pirates-Braves, Saturday afternoon ball game. Zach Thompson and our old friend Chuck Morton on the mounds. We had home runs, grand slams, all kinds of things flying at us today. Is Zach Thompson okay? Seriously, is he okay? We'll get into that more on the Bucket Over. episode last night I apologize for that but it was kind of a you know another one of those bum 4-2 games nobody wants to hear me complain about those games all day every day apparently this week for the Pirates has not been a great week for both the Buck and Over and the Pirates it's just been mediocre baseball all week long but you know every game Brings a new opportunity. And what did today bring us? Well, let's get into it. Top of the first, Reynolds, ninth home run on the year. one nothing right out the gate. All right. Vogelback showing up today. Home run number seven on the year. 2 nothing. Okay. Pirates showing a little lumber. Top of the first. Go to the bottom of the first. Of course, Ronald Acuna Jr. Let's not forget about him. Home run number six on the year. 2-1. to one. And Austin Riley, the star third baseman for the Atlanta Braves. 16th home run on the year. It's 2-2. So fast and furious right out of the gate. Four home runs in the first inning. If you had the nerf, you bet. No runs first inning. Sorry for you. Pretty bad. Top of the fifth. Heineman gets hit by a pitch. Steals second. Reynolds double. Okay. Man in scoring position, and Reynolds hits a ball. 3-2. Hayes comes up. He gets a hit. Another double. 4-2. Oh, hey, the Pirates are showing up with the bats. You love to see it. Then uh, Derek Shelton takes out Zach Thompson after 67 pitches. Okay, you know, Zach Thompson, I don't know. So I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know what his deal is. They put Dwayne Underwood Jr. in in the sixth inning. Fine sixth inning. Then they bring Dwayne Underwood Jr. in for his second inning. We all know how that goes. Bottom of the seventh, Marcelo Zuna doubles. Contreras walks. Duvall grounds into a double play. It went to review. Turns out Duvall was safe at first. So first and third, Michael Harris, the second, singles, scoring Ozuna, 4-3. So Shelton comes in and goes, okay, you're done. Let's bring in Chris Stratton. Not a clean inning for Chris Stratton. Hits Acuna with a pitch. Up and in. Dansby Swanson single, scoring all three. And they have the stop sign up for Acuna, but he blew right through that. And he was like, I'm scoring. They hit me with a pitch, I'm scoring. And he's fast enough. 6-4. to four. That hits the bucket over. 
So small victory. But it's still six to four. You're going, okay, you know, the way the bats have been going, you never know. Austin Riley singles. Wild pitch moves Riley to second. Don't forget Dansby Swanson still on third. They intentionally walk Olsen to load the bases. And Chris Stratton gives up a grand slam to Ozzie Albies. Ten to four. And at that point, you just kind of sit back in your chair, take a deep breath and sigh and go, well, that's it just all fell apart. The seventh inning was a big black eye on the whole game. Put in Yeri to Los Santos. He pitched out of it. He had Bednar in the eighth. Of course, he did fine. That's your final, 10-4. to four. Bucket over does hit. But another loss by the Pirates. And, you know, I think this loss, 100% on Derek Shelting. Mismanaging his pitchers. Why, for the life of me, Zach Thompson doesn't go back out there for the sixth after only 67 pitches? I don't know if this, I mean, we've been saying it all year. He's gassed. And it's 67 pitches. If he's a long reliever, then that's fine, but... If he's not a starter that can go 80, 90 pitches, then he needs to be moved to the bullpen next season. This season, I think you're pretty much stuck with him out there. But next season, if he can't get his conditioning under control and get to 80, 90 pitches, then I don't know. I don't think that he is going to be a long-term option. It's crazy. Then you bring Dwayne Underwood, who has a great first inning. That's fine, but we all know... Everyone knows Dwayne Underwood in the second inning is awful. So then what does he do? He runs him out there, gets a couple runs, gives up runs. Then he panics, and he puts in Chris Stratton. And Chris Stratton notoriously works better with a clean inning with no out. You know, comes in, no outs, faces the batter. That's what a clean inning is. But he throws Stratton out there. And I feel like for a year when it's clear that this is a year where you're trying to figure out who people are and what they're going to bring to your organization moving forward, why not throw somebody like Yari out there? Put him in the fire a little bit and see how he does. And they did after it was already 10 nothing and the game was out of hand. I mean, Yari did fine. You have a whole bullpen full of guys that you can use You just had a starter go seven innings not long ago. Everyone should be well-rested enough. There's no need to have pitchers coming in for two innings. If you're trying to win games. Now, if you're not trying to win games, then yeah, throw Dwayne Underwood out there for a second inning. But if you're trying to win games, there's no reason. Six, seven, eight, nine. One one bullpen arm each. That's a day game tomorrow. Well, yeah, okay. You have Quintana coming up, who's more than capable of going six, even seven innings. So they'll maybe give the bullpen another day off. Just frustrating. It's frustrating to watch Sheldon sometimes mismanage this team, especially after he just had, what was that, where he just had his, he went out there and let uh, Zach Thompson go out there, or not Zach Thompson, JT Brubaker, go out there and pitch the sixth inning and get out of it. Or the seventh inning. So, it's just confusing all around to me what he's trying to do. 
think he's just trying to outthink himself. I don't know. Offense had a, you know, it was a nice game by Reynolds. Three for four, triple shy of the cycle. Chavis is totally lost. He's searching for something. Gabrian, Marcano, Sawinski had off days, but they're still contributing a little bit. Marcano, especially with his gloves. Sawinski had a great diving play in the outfield. I mean, Sawinski checks a lot of boxes. Marcano checks a lot of boxes for a second baseman. Diego, he's on borrowed time. Once Newman's healthy, or if they decide to call up Cruz before then, he's back down to AAA. You know, he caught a little lightning in a bottle during spring training, hit all those home runs, parlayed that into a couple months in the big leagues. That's fine. Got some experience, but now he's, I think it's time for him to go back down. You know, once you get Newman or Cruz, whatever. The other thing is, I saw floating around the internet, um, comparisons of Vogel back to John Nagowski. I don't think that's entirely accurate. I get the comparison that, he, oh, he's had his time. But Vogelback, I don't think you should bat him fourth. I mean, maybe six, six or seven. But he does have, he, he works counts. He gets on base. He's got seven home runs this year. Nagowski had one home run in 33 games with the Pirates. I don't think the comparison is that accurate. I get where people are coming from that he's not going to be around for the long term, and that's fair, but I don't think he's a much better player than Nagowski at the plate versus, you know, in the field. I don't think he even goes in the field anymore. I think he swings his bat, hits his home run, goes down, and, well, I could make fat jokes, but that just wouldn't be wouldn't be fair to call the kettle black and the pot black and all that stuff, so <laughs> I'll refrain. All right, well, another game. At least we got the bucking over, which brings our daily overs to 25, 30, and 3. Our season win total still at 24 out of 65. Hey, you know, this little this little losing streak the Pirates are on, it sucks. And everybody's going to throw fits and tantrums. It's lost five in a row. You know, Milwaukee's lost eight in a row. The whole NL Central right now, except for the Cardinals who get to play the Reds. You know, Chicago's lost four in a row, about to lose their fifth. The Reds have lost four in a row. Pirates have lost five in a row. The whole division stinks right now. These things happen in baseball. Atlanta's won ten in a row. They're on a hot streak. But then you look at the East. Atlanta, ten in a row. Philadelphia, nine in a row. Miami, five in a row. It just happens in baseball. These little streaks happen. Houston's lost three in a row. I mean, you know, the difference is... When your team like Milwaukee lose eight in a row, when you start that losing streak at 33 and 20, you can take an eight-game losing streak. When you're the Pirates and you're scraping to get to 500, you can't lose five in a row and have the worst run differential in the league. But not by much, though. Kansas City's closing in quick. Pirates are at minus 89, Kansas City minus 85, and I don't think Kansas City had a 21 nothing loss. Oakland minus 75. So yeah, so there's some bad teams. There's some good teams. Streaks will happen, you know. Try not to get too upset about it. It sucks when you're going through it, but you know what they say. This too shall pass. Game four tomorrow, 1.35 in the afternoon. I've rambled on long enough. Jose Quintana, Kyle Wright, 
Jose Quintana looking for a little bit of a bounce back. It wasn't a terrible game, but not his best. It's going to need to be something special, though, if these Pirates are going to get a win. But we'll be here, of course, covering the Pirates, barring audio, audio issues. We'll be covering the Pirates, and as always, we'll all be hoping to cover the Bucking Over. Enjoying the Buckinover content? Be sure to follow me over at Twitter at Buckinover, TikTok at the Buckinover, and on YouTube, the Buckinover, to follow along with your buckos all year long.